0: Thank you so much for coming on. This is an Alternative Approach, a podcast for misfits, outcasts, and those who march to the beat of their own drum. I'm your host, Julia Christine, and today I have with me a special guest, Ryan Mayer. Ryan Mayer is a life coach that specializes in ADHD. I came across him on TikTok, and I knew that I wanted to interview him on this podcast. I thought it would be really a ton of value. Ryan, thank you so much for joining us.
1: Julia, it's such a pleasure to be here. And when I read the description of your podcast, I said, hey, I resemble that remark. So it it just seemed like a great fit. So I was so tickled that you reached out. Thank
0: you. Well, so why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about you and how you ended up where you are today?
1: Yeah. So I would like to say that I fell forward into this job. Uh, which involved a lot of stumbling blocks. So I took the standard path, I would say, as a lot of folks do, where you go through school, you go through college, you decide what you want to be when you grow up. And then when you get there, uh, you realize, oh, this isn't as cool as I thought it would be. Or, Or maybe I'm not as good at this as I was hoping I might be. And so I can still remember sitting in my first job after college and being the last one in the office almost every night, like putting in all these extra hours, just trying to keep up with neurotypical colleagues and thinking to myself, if this is what it's like to be an adult, like this is going to be really rough for the. Next, you know, 60, 70 years or so. Um,
0: and, and what, so I real quick, what was yeah. your first job out of college? Just-
1: yeah. So yeah, I went to school and I studied, I had a double major in business leadership and marketing. And I've always loved people, but I knew with my ADHD, because I got diagnosed in high school, and I knew that with my ADHD, having some structure in place would really help me where I could use my talents but do it in a structured way so if someone could say like hey go do that thing you do really well right now and give me uh because i always say to my clients that we are sprinters we're not marathoners and so we do yeah i know right um so we do really well when we can have a very clear finish line that we can see um and then we can you know hyper focus on the thing and then be done so the job that i had which looked really really good was uh, a recruiting job um, which is in the i'm using air quotes like staffing industry where a company would come to uh, the place that i worked and say we have these positions that are hard for us to fill so we would like your expertise in recruiting people to fill the jobs so On paper, it was a really good fit for me. In reality, it wasn't just because what really excites me is connecting with people on a deep level and helping people. And I can still remember there was like several moments that stick out in my mind in that first job where I knew I was like, oh man, this is like a big red flag. And one of them was when my supervisor was like kind of patrolling the floor and he came up by me and he was like standing there like listening to my call and then i hung up and he said how long were you on that call with that new prospect and and because of adhd i had some time blindness and i looked down oh it looks like i don't know 17 minutes and or something like that and he said this was interesting because he they all refer to us by our last names so he goes mayor we're not here to make friends we're here to fill jobs so you need to get more efficient in these intro calls so that that yes. was an indicator of things to come basically <laughs> yeah because i wanted to build trust and build like honestly help these people to find jobs while also helping the companies to find great employees um so that was kind of a red flag another one which i didn't learn till later was just he- being in an open office environment was very challenging for someone who's e- easily distractible both by sound and visual distractions um so it was all a learning lesson um but anyway I, th- that one was in outsourced recruiting um and i've had several jobs and that's one thing i'm really open about is i've had six different jobs uh, just in the like now it's coming up on 15 years that I've been out of school, um, which I know oh. that there's a lot of I'm neuro- like only six? folks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Who have had lots of other jobs. Um, but then, so, so here's what happened to, to answer your question about how did I end up where I'm at is I kept looking around in every single job that I would be in and think everyone seems to be doing it so much easier than me. And I'm just wondering, like, why is it that I can't do it this way? Um, So I kept trying to be like everybody else. And what I've learned is that our brains aren't meant to be like everyone else. I was trying to do it a way that like we weren't meant to. So I was Googling like most people would when they don't know what to do and looking for support for ADHD. And what I found was the 2018 international ADHD conference. So my first thought was, wait, we have a conference.
0: I'm like, wait, this, wait, we have a
1: conference. And and someone's organized enough to put this whole thing together.
0: One of Um, the type A's,
1: clearly. Exactly. So then I I thought, well, nothing else has has worked. You know, therapy hasn't worked. The different people I've worked with haven't really worked. So I've got nothing else to lose. I guess I'll go and see how it how it is. And Julia, I'll, my wife knows this, and I'll say it on all on any time I tell people about this. This was like one of the greatest weekends of my life going to this conference because the minute, like within ten minutes of walking into the conference, I was like, "Oh my goodness, these are my people." Um. So I found out. Go ahead. You have a question. I was I I was
0: gonna say. Do you ever find that you can do that in other social situations? Like, for example, I'll go to a networking function, and I'm like, "Mm, "You're my people. You're my people. Ooh, you complimented my shoes. People don't pay attention to shoes. You're my person."
1: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. It's just like, wow, these people get me. I I felt seen and understood, and it was okay to. To you know, take off the mask and be my true self. Um, so that's where I first learned about coaching, and one of uh, the folks that I got introduced to was David Gork, who is the founder of the ADD Coach Academy (ADCA), which is based in Albany, New York, and had a chance to meet him and it's amazing how like you meet somebody who you just jive with and he and I had this two and a half hour conversation and I didn't realize until later on that he's like a very big deal. Um, So this really was special. And he said, you know what, I know you're about to start another corporate job, but you might want to think about being an ADHD coach. And so fast forward like a year and a half and I'm really struggling in this job. And my wife said to me, you know, you just are so down right now. And I'm worried about you. Your family is worried about you. I don't like seeing you so sad. You know, if you could do anything, if you could do any kind of job, what would you do? And I thought back to that conversation with David at the conference. And it was one of those moments of clarity for me where I said, I would be an ADHD coach because I want to help help other people that are going through these same storms that I am to just know that they're going to be okay. And she said, so why don't you just do that then? And I was like, wait, really? Because normally your question is how much? <laughs>
0: or really another new one. That's my husband. He's like, okay. And I'm like, why don't you support me? He's like, I've supported the last five.
1: Ugh, <laughs> uh, I know. I know. Um, I don't know if like, well, first of all, we're both very lucky to have people that support us in our lives, obviously. Um, and my wife, and not that it matters like who makes more money or anything, but I'm so blessed that my wife for our entire marriage just up until very recently was the main breadwinner. And I'm not embarrassed or anything by that. But she was such an amazing partner for me to really help like shoulder the load for for us on almost everything until I could find something that worked and what's amazing is once you find a job that works for your ADHD everything kind of clicks and it's like oh this is it so that's how i feel about coaching because it's really a great blend of all of the things that work really well for me
0: i love that so much and thank you so much for also just sharing your journey cuz i know a lot of us have more, we bounce, right? Yeah. Uh, I talked to another gentleman that um, was in the, he advocates for neurodivergence in uh, corporate and other workplace environments. Super cool. Um, Daniel Ahern, he's from the UK. And he was- I'm gonna write
1: his name down. I wanna yeah. talk with him.
0: He's, uh, he's also one of the, I did an interview with him two three podcast episodes ago so definitely check it out it's a good one um but he was mentioning how it takes us about a year and a half in every job it's about 18 months and i was like that's funny that that's kind of like our threshold <laughs> i know
1: exactly what you're gonna say I yeah exactly like, i was like
0: Ooh, yeah you reading my mail i'm i'm a little like called out <laughs> <laughs> little attack. um is it
1: is he wait is he from inclusively is that um, his thing or no
0: so his is adjust
1: adjust okay all right nevermind
0: yeah. um so in in that and- same vein it's like i see that you tried to take the conventional approach first and then so you kind of like answered my next question which was it's like when you had that opportunity to take the conventional approach and you decided to take a heart left instead, it sounds like that came from that just, I'm going to say almost a place of desperation, right?
1: Yeah. And the listeners right now may hear my confidence just go through the roof because Julia and I were laughing right before recording started because I couldn't find the notes she had, like the questions she'd sent me and the notes I had taken one of the pieces of advice that I'm going to give is like having a great support team around you. So I sent a message to my virtual assistant and said, mayday, mayday. I need, I need the notes that I took for Julia's podcast. And so she said, no problem. Relax. I, I've got you covered. And she sent me the notes. Um, so That's she's so great. So I just wanted to share that totally vulnerable. And like, I'm an open book as anyone who follows me on social media knows, like I struggle with this stuff. So Just to go back, to add one other thing to the part that I meant to say at the beginning, telling everyone a little bit about me. I'm a dad, a husband, a motivator, a super connector, an ADHD coach, and a morning basketball player. And I did get this part right. By failing forward and stumbling in the dark, I found the lighthouse and I became the beacon of hope for others. Boom! Yeah, exactly. I love
0: that. So you mentioned having a really good support group. This is not one of my questions that I sent you, but this is one that comes up organically. Totally. Um, so how would you help others to discern who is a good support person for you?
1: It's actually a lot easier than I ever thought. So it essentially comes down to figure out the things that usually turn into a bottleneck for you. So for me, I jokingly say that I have a a severe allergy to numbers. Um, And a lot of ADHDers tend to struggle with finances. And it's not that like, we don't have money. It's that I don't do a good job like remembering where I put it and where I spent it and all, all that. So we ended up um, hiring an outsourced bookkeeper. So basically, you, you could probably make two columns. This would be like my piece of advice how to discern it. Make two co- columns. The left side is what do I really struggle with? And the right side could be who's someone that might be able to help me. And I've actually I, never thought of it that way.
0: That's fantastic. And then this is going to, and then how would you also put that on a personal level? So I know that we attract a lot of people and I, Mm -hmm. just by being ADHD, we're very open, very, usually very talkative. Sometimes, you know, people might call us charismatic because it comes easy. It comes easy. However, we also I I don't know if this is true for you, but it's definitely been true in my line that there's a lot of trauma that might also be comorbid with a lot of ADHDers. So we tend to attract people that aren't always the best for us. So how can we, what are some ways that you would suggest people to maybe questions to ask? Mm -hmm. When we meet somebody new to say, is this somebody I want in my circle?
1: One of the first steps that I take my clients through as an ADHD coach is helping them to really accept the way that our brains are wired. Um, Because a lot of times, like I said earlier, like we want to do it the way everyone else seems to be able to do it. And one of the things about our ADHD brain wiring is that we are attracted to things that are interesting or novel, but another word for that could be dramatic. So if we can, well, yes, because it sometimes subconsciously, if we meet someone and we feel like we could be a superhero for them. We tend to play that role really well, but it's kind of like when you're riding uh on a, a jet and they say, "Should we experience an unexpected loss in cabin pressure, please be sure to put the mask over yourself and breathe deeply before getting the mask to anyone else." I've been working on that not bad, right That was um,
0: fantastic I'm impressed th-
1: thank you um but the point is, we have to take care of ourselves first and many times we find ourselves taking care of the other people. So to answer the question is just thinking about, is this a mutual exchange of value? Mm-hmm. Because just like any rela- uh, any relationship to me is sort of like a bank account that both people should be putting in deposits and withdraws from it. So like I have someone, for example, uh, there's a young man that I mentor who found me on Instagram, who is in Malaysia. And I was just actually um, chatting with him right before the podcast recording started. And right now he doesn't have the money to pay for my services and that's okay. One thing that he does for me is he will send me pictures and he's my accountability partner for reminding me to drink water. So he will literally send a picture of him drinking out of his water bottle and say, Hey, did you have a chance to drink your water yet? And usually I haven't. So I tell him like, Hey, that's so much more valuable than you can ever imagine. Um, so that that's like just a tiny example of how to exchange value. But going back to that idea I had about the two columns, I think someone could actually make that for their personal lives too. Like... You know, you were telling me earlier about your mom's organizational style or lack thereof. And so, some if you know you're disorganized, for example, or if you have if you struggle with something like that, you could have a friend come over and help you with it, and then you could help them with coming up with new ideas about something. Um, so there's probably someone in your life that that would love to help you with something you struggle with, and you could help them with something.
0: I love that you go bring it back to an exchange of value, but the value is that which you define rather than I'm going to say again, conventional value.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: Right. Um, along those same lines, where I know that you coach a number of people. What is one of the biggest challenges that you see within your coaching practice?
1: I'm just trying. The only reason I'm pausing is I'm just trying to think of which one of the many that I would want to highlight. Um,
0: sorry, you can hear my dog in the background.
1: Oh no, I can't even. So okay. it's it's that's funny. Sorry, I'll try to be more exciting to keep your dog engaged.
0: <laughs> <laughs> she's just she's just old. I'm sorry.
1: No, no, it's okay. <laughs> just kidding. Um, I would say like. I'll answer in an unconventional way that it's it's multiple problems. So I always say that the the names and the faces change, but the problems remain the same. Um, where it's things like organization, prioritization, task management, energy management. So a lot of those things. You know, sort of apply in many different ways, professionally and personally. So I know that was a, a long list, but those no, are like so some of the main the ones, things that I help people with. Yeah.
0: So the one that really I think not a lot of people talk about, and I think would, I, I would love to take a closer look at is your energy management. Like, how would you define that? Because I feel like a number of us are aware like, oh, I'm really disorganized. Oh, I struggle. You know, it's like with finance management, that's basically object permanence, right? It's like out Mm -hmm. of sight, out of mind. I have this little plastic thing. I but it it doesn't show me how much or how little is there in the account. So that I'm like, I don't know.
1: Don't worry, I'm still here. (laughs)
0: So asking. So I think a lot of us are aware of those challenges and struggles. And I know of a few people that have developed systems, like, for example, the disorganized in your house, right? All I have to do is invite somebody over and my entire house is clean.
1: Isn't it amazing how that magically works?
0: I know, right? So I think the energy management is something that is new for me and might be new Mm -hmm. for a a number of other people because we don't realize that that is also in this bucket
1: i'm so glad you asked about it because it's it's a topic i'm really passionate about and it makes me think of as i look over and i like see my phone which is charging one of those things that we see quite often is 20 percent battery remaining <gasps> and we get like oh no like
0: the notification an
1: outlet <laughs> yeah and like 10 percent battery oh no oh no or if you're um, like my battery me, is red. you're like
0: oh i'm fine i'm fine it'll be <laughs>
1: fine it'll be fine then,
0: and then i'm like at four percent and i'm like oh
1: no exactly <laughs> <laughs> where is the charger
0: i know it's, um i it's actually did a video I'm about out. that
1: yeah
0: i am out and uh, i'm like yeah I have mm-hmm. no charger and I'm on 4% because I was like, it'll be fine. It would not be I fine. Can t-
1: I can totally listen to a few more episodes of the Alternative Approach podcast and it'll be good. <laughs> yeah. I should have I downloaded them before I left. <laughs> Dang it. Um, <laughs> no. So many people are are so focused on that, but we don't pay attention to. And I'm going to describe the visual for everyone. But the reason I stepped away from my desk for a second, this is a coach Ryan original. Here's our attention battery.
0: What is that? So,
1: (laughs) so the attention, so what this is for, for all of our listeners out there, um, it's a battery that I have that basically has the spectrum from like red all the way to green. Cause I enjoy just drawing and doodling um, as a way to just kind of like calm my mind and and concentrate on things. So I came up with that one day and I started talking about it because I noticed that there's certain times of the day and there's also certain tasks in general that like are able to grab my attention and hold my interest for longer. Like, for example, podcast interviews. I love these because I'm so I love talking about it. I love helping people. Um, But as soon as you ask me to follow through on an administrative task, that's when I have to be very careful about my attention battery because it drains my battery so fast. Um, so what I would say to everyone when it comes to energy management is if you do have something that you know drains your energy, and that could be being around people, if you're not like an extroverted person, uh, it could be trying to clean or keep things organized. It could be trying to like uh, wrangle all your kids and get them out the door or stay calm around them. Bath time. I know. Bath time. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> for, and Julia and I were talking before we started recording about, you know, she has three kids. I have three kids. I know how this, like, for me, it's dinner time, like getting everyone to the table when like, no one wants to come to the table. <laughs> it's like, come on, you know, this is the routine. I will anyways, turn off the wifi. okay 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 we're coming you right but anyways the point is just being mindful of our batteries like be as concerned about your own energy as you are about the charge in your phone and start thinking about like what is it that's going to take you down to that 20 percent notification and if you do get there start thinking about and especially for julia who lets it go to to four percent like if especially if you get to four percent of your attention battery like make sure there's something you can do to recharge and that's what I help my clients with like whether it is doing a quick set of like push-ups or a plank or go up and down the stairs a few times or go walk a c- couple laps around your block take deep breaths uh put cold water on your face um go uh hydrate if you haven't drank water all day you know these different Little things you can do. But in general, a lot of times it comes down to things like sleep. Because a lot of times people will come to me and they'll ask about, like, how can I be more productive or how can I manage my time? And I usually ask them the question that throws them off a little bit. And I'll say, how's your sleep? And they're like, wait, what? And I'm like, because we can talk, I can give you all the tips and tricks. But if you are so tired that you can't even pay attention, it doesn't matter what tips I give you. So that's what I mean about energy management.
0: I love that answer. I would throw in with the recharge, also snacks and making sure that healthy snacks, right? With tons of amino acids to help with the dopamine management, right? Things like that. Yep. That's, that's my recharge. It's like, I'll take afternoon tea because it makes me happy.
1: <laughs> yeah. And- you know i talked about those challenges a little bit but a couple of other kind of couple of others bubbled up for me i would say like professional workplaces that and this was similar to your other guest that you were mentioning like that don't know how to work collaboratively with those of us with adhd like how to best leverage our strengths mm. um, but but then personally lots and lots and lots of divorces and relationship challenges because ADHD is so misunderstood and it's it just makes me so sad because a lot of this could just be it could be improved with more education um and and sometimes just like a little more guidance around communication.
0: Yeah, that's I've definitely seen that a lot with if you have two neurodivergents together, they usually do pretty well. And But if you pair, if you throw a neurotypical into the mix, there needs to be a lot of understanding and having that support. Like we were talking about, right? Are you making those deposits and those withdrawals at an equal level, right? Because if you're paired with somebody that loves you for all of the good things that ADHD will bring to the table right that um via the uh, curiosity that we carry over right because we're constantly seeking novelty so that goes into all of these like here let me info dump about historically accurate period costumes right like the, the random things that come up and that you're like yes I was like, how do you know that? And I'm like, I'm horrible to watch historical movies with for that reason. I'm like, mm. oh, dear. I'm like, this is terrible.
1: Now, that is that is not how that would look back in that time.
0: Well, you know, it's like uh, there there was a 2017 of the Robin Hood that came out with like Karen Egerton and made Marion had on this very like trendy, if, but current trendy. And I'm like, so just so you know, the people that wore that back then. <laughs> We're actually considered prostitutes, but you know, let's not. (laughs) And my husband's looking at me like, can we just watch?
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) Sure, okay. Give me a (laughs) snacky. And deflect. Um, so what's the worst piece of advice that you've ever gotten? Here we are like spouting out all sorts of different like tips and tricks and ways to hopefully manage and help others feel seen in their struggles? What's the worst piece of advice that you have ever gotten and what made it the worst? Or why didn't it work for you?
1: Yeah, no, I can remember. um, It's interesting because I was talking about this period of my life earlier in the podcast about taking that first job out of school. Um, I can remember talking with my uh, uncle and I was asking him, his thoughts because he was in a corporate job and i had also been offered um a consultant kind of job that was less paying but there would have been a little bit more variety like travel and getting a chance to like lead a team and stuff like that and um his feedback was to to take the quote-unquote safer job um because it would be the safer option um you know, that's more reliable, you'll get a steady paycheck, that kind of thing. And so I felt like that advice, I took it because I respect him and I saw the success that he had. Um, But I think that I I wouldn't say I regret it, but it would have been interesting to see what it could have looked like if I did the other opportunity. Um, And then ironically, at that first job, remember I was talking earlier about the red flags that popped up. Well, one of the other ones that I specifically remember was the CEO of the company, and this is like a, you know, all throughout the United States they had locations, so I never met the CEO, but he gave like a, you know, an annual state of the company address, and so all of us like tuned into it and we were watching it, and I just remember that his, essentially, his message was prioritize the business over your family was like his message. Not not like specific. Like he didn't say that directly, but that's basically what he was saying. And I was like, whoa. Because here's the quick story. Cause it was just like I want you to experience it like I did. So he said, so I've been out on the road, I'm opening all these new branches of the company and things are going really well. And I came home one night Uh, It was a little bit later and I pulled into the garage and my SUV like knocked over a bike and I was really upset about it. I went out and I looked, there's a big scratch on the the car and I noticed there wasn't any training wheels on the bike anymore. So that means that like my wife had helped our daughter to learn how to ride a bike again, uh, how to ride a bike without training wheels. And so I'm like, oh, this is going to be great. He's going to say that like he's sad he missed it. He has to prioritize family. But he said, that's why I'm so grateful that I have a wife who supports me, um, that she can take over those kind of things so I can keep growing the business. And I was like, okay, that's it. <laughs> um, so I did not take, take that piece of advice uh, and I prioritized family and I'm better for it.
0: I love that. And thank you so much for sharing that story because I think it's going to resonate a lot. Like, especially since I think a lot of us that are listening to this, we don't agree with the values that are in the conventional approach. And it's like, there has to be a better way. There has to be a way that I can still be, air quotes, successful. And not have to compromise on the things that really matter that create life.
1: And Julia, I'm so happy that you said it that way because I can remember throughout my career looking ahead of me, whether it was that first job or any of the other jobs, and seeing the people who, you know, using air quotes, were successful. And I thought, okay, but like, what is that coming? Like, what's the collateral damage though for them? Because I saw like several people were divorced or like they were like really unhealthy in their lifestyle. And I'm like, I don't want to sacrifice that. Like, I don't want to sacrifice those things because I don't live to work. Or, right? I don't live to work, I work to live. Yeah, and I always get that backwards. But basically, I, I am living proof and so many people with ADHD living proof that we can do it a different way and be successful because when i was at those previous jobs like my creativity because of my ADHD would come up and i would be so excited and i would go to like share like at a team meeting or something like hey i had this idea of like something we could do that's like a little bit different but i think it might hit the you know target market a little bit better mm-hmm. and essentially they would say uh that's really cute But why don't you like shut up and sit down and just stay in your
0: lane, stay in your lane.
1: Yeah. Like we appreciate your creative suggestion, but that's not how we do it here.
0: Oh, oh, yeah. The, the, or, well, it's always been done this way. I'm like, those are, that's not how we do it here. Or it's always been done this way. Those are like, I'm like, well, time to drop a bomb. Like, yeah. Right. Destroy the, yeah.
1: And so now, and I am saying this with all humility that, like, I am by by like standard uh, measures, like I'm more successful now, monetarily than I've ever been, but I'm also happier than I've ever been, and I am more my authentically myself than I've ever been by taking an alternative approach.
0: I. Thank you. I'm like that. Yes. Yes. We are here for it. Yeah. Well, and that's, and that's exactly it is I want to show that there's another way, right? Like, not just there has to be another way, but look, there's people out there living it. Right. And here you that, are, and you are rocking wh- it.
1: Yes. Thank you. No, that's, that's why I make, that's why I even decided to get onto social media because i was like i need other people to know they're not alone right like like i want i want the people like the younger versions of myself to know that there is hope out there like you're you're not struggling i know how dark this can be and how hard this can be but like i'm i have challenges too And like, none of us is really perfect. So let's like raise a flag. And like, as my one friend would say, let's fly our freak flag together. And like, (laughs) we can, we can do this.
0: Right. I love that. Yes. Now, is that the piece of advice you would give your 13 year old self? Or is there something specifically that you would tell to him?
1: That piece of advice be more like my, 22 year old self, my 13 year old self, I would say the people that you're trying so hard to get the approval of right now, they're going to mean nothing to you later in your life. And to borrow a quote from Steve Jobs from that um, famous commencement address he gave, he says, have the courage to follow your heart and intuition. They somehow already know what you truly want to become. Everything else is secondary. So like this whole time inside of me, I was like, I know I can do something bigger and better than this. And now it's like, yeah, you were right. The whole time I kind of knew, I just didn't know the path to get there. And like I said at the beginning, I fumbled fumbled and stumbled and fell forward. And now I've coached people in 20 different countries I have almost half a million followers on social media platforms and it just feels so good to be able to help people. And and to sum it all up, Julia, what I would say is I feel like I'm finally doing work that matters.
0: I Yes. Yes. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that with me. That is absolutely amazing. Okay. I have a final question and then I will wrap this all up. And this is a Complete side note, but I noticed that I have talked to a number of us ADHDers, and all of us are like, that desire to help others is so strong. How many of us have you seen, and this is just pure curiosity, how many of us have you seen that are in some type of service position where we're there because we're like, oh, I really want to help people like me or like put a descriptor there.
1: I think a lot of people don't realize how much other humans are part of every single job. Because even though, you know, like we're at the, dawn of the age of, like, the AI revolution and things like that, Um, human interaction and, like, being of service to others, that's always going to be how we get things done. Because whether it is helping our kids or, you know, helping our students to do their assignments or helping, you know, the customers get what they want or helping to... Cut the lawns of people or whatever the thing is like, I think everything can be looked at service through like a lens of service. And it reminds me of a quote from Mother Teresa, now Saint Teresa, of to find yourself, you must lose yourself in service to others, um, which I always think about that quote whenever I'm doing social media content. Um. Because I always try to think of like, somebody needs to hear this. Um, so it wasn't a direct answer, but I feel like here's how I'll answer it.
0: I love that answer.
1: Thank you. But <laughs> I'll add one more little like cherry on top, which is those who have found a way to be of service to others, I think are much more fulfilled by their work.
0: I would agree. with Yeah, right. I would agree with that. Well, Ryan, thank you so much for your time today. I have really enjoyed this. I understand that you developed, you have launched a new course. Could you tell us a little bit about that before we hop off?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for giving me the chance to talk about it. One of the... Just as throughout the whole timeline of my career, and even just on this episode, you've probably heard, I've had my share of challenges in the workplace. So I just want to be able to help more people more often. And obviously, people can find me on social media. Like I'm out there at ADHD Coach Ryan or uh, ADHD Coach Ryan Mayer, like John Mayer, uh, the spelling on Instagram. But I realize sometimes people need more, like in specifically in the job area. So I created this course that is ADHD friendly. It's the first of its kind that I'm aware of totally text message based no username no password to remember or lose you just sign up and then psh, psh, hi it's coach ryan you get a text from me and it's automated 10 days long it's an it's multimodal which i learned is a fancy way to say you can listen to stuff and read stuff pretty cool ooh, ooh. so there's each day at 9am your time, whatever time zone you're in, you get a 90 second to two minute audio of me having like the lesson of the day. And then it's cool. Cause you can reply back with a certain word and that will bring the next, uh, text message in. And so I have like exercises and resources and checklists to help people find work. That's more ADHD friendly. Like what are you passionate about? What are the things that are challenging for you? And like, By the end of it, you'll walk away with a whole set of tools to use to actually find a job that works for you. And that way, if someone can't afford my one on one coaching, they can afford this one. It's only $99. But wait, the listeners for the alternative approach podcast, I want to give them that gift of 30% off. So there'll be a link that I can share with Julia to share with you, and they can just put in the discount code alternative 30 to get 30% off because to me, I just want to help people. And I think this will be a way we can do that.
0: Thank you so much. I'm like, that was unexpected and I'm like thrilled. That's amazing. Thank you so much yeah. for being like
1: totally. and that.
0: And I love how it sounds like this course is really taking them through really getting to know your ourselves because I know a lot of us are a little separated from Kind of who we are, and right, we're we're just kind of outside of ourselves all the time. Well, Ryan, it, and it's- I'm so glad
1: the way you said it was perfect. Sorry, I just like no. I've never heard anyone say it that way, but it's like, wait, that's exactly it. Because like the very first part is like, let's talk about why we even work in the first place, and then what's your why? Like, why do you even want to work? And so you nailed it. So sorry, you're about to no, finish, you're good. Thank you for you're having so me. Good. This was and- amazing. And-
0: Right back at you. Thank you so much, Ryan. Um, I will send you a copy of this as well so that you have a copy for you and we'll have a copy for me. And um, I'll do a little bit of magic to make it just flow. Well, Ryan, thank I you so it. much. I will be in touch and I hope everybody listening has a wonderful week. If you found this helpful, please share it with somebody else. And if you like it, be sure to subscribe and follow Ryan. Thank you so much, Ryan. I will talk at you later.
1: Julia, thanks for the great work you do. Bye, everyone. Bye.